All right, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. My name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I am Nathan. You can also follow me on social media at NoClutchNate, as well as my toy photography Instagram page, Clutch Figures. And we have our guest, Jacob. What's up? Should I should I plug my uh, do whatever you want? Man. Yeah, my man. Social media. You want to tell us a little about yourself? Um, <clears throat> well, my social media is at Jake Animation. I've known you guys for quite a few years now. Um, we've been friends for a really long time. So, yeah, I mean, I am an animator slash VFX artist, working in motion capture. Uh, so movies like this is this is my stuff. This is my. Sh- Shit. Awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to get kind of uh not so much a comic book perspective, but more like film perspective and, yeah. and dissecting this more as a film than just Absolutely. two nerds talking about Superman and, yeah. and Krypton and all <laughs> that. Just sweet cape. Yeah. Um but we're gonna go ahead and we're uh we're talking about minute number sixteen today of Man of Steel. Awesome. Uh the minute starts with Lara Lovan uh continuing to taunt General Zod. Um, and then the minute ends with the Kryptonian Law Council sentencing the Sword of Rao to 300 cycles of something. It's like psychosomatic. Somatic. We don't know what's. We don't know what they're about to say because we're not there yet. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it actually starts out with uh, Kal-El's mom saying the words "beyond your reach." Those mm-hmm. are the first words of yeah, that minute. That's what I actually, yeah, I wrote down. And I thought that was actually kind of fascinating. It, uh, it like kind of sells this whole like scene. Yeah, for I think me. in the minutes, uh, like this minute alone, it has some really good, um, just nice close-up shots of just Zod's expressions um, throughout, like the whole minute. Like not just here, but later on, um, we'll see the sort of Rao basically surrounded by the Kryptonian. Armada, Navy, uh, the the Warrior Guild, is that what they're called? That's what they're called. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, I have a couple questions that you guys might be able to answer. Yeah. Um. So this is after the fight between, uh, Kal-El's father, which is Jor-El. Jor-El. Yeah. And Zod. And yeah. Zod. This yeah. Is, yeah. And then we already saw the, the Laura. 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 Right. Was over she's over his, his body Jor-El's right now. Body. Yeah. yeah. He's right. Like, he had he's, just uh, been stabbed. Correct. Oh yeah. Um. What? Why is the codex a skull? Like when he goes, <laughs> we've been talking about this a lot. And um, so, the group that General Zod is a part of, it's called the Sword of Rao. It's like the military for. It's cr- like a cr- radical it's a branch of the military. Yeah. So okay. It's like Zod like rallied his his forces. It's a it's a radical terrorist group. Okay. Organization. But they're called the Sword of Rao, and Rao is Is a deity of krypton he was like their sun god and it's also the name of their red sun that's pretty rad but like so me and nate have a theory that rao is or was like a superman person to them yeah Yeah, so like yeah like a person who came to their planet and because of healer yeah and because of the the environment he has superpowers because it was a like different sun and like atmosphere to him relatable to ancient Egypt so, and stuff. so my yeah, theory so about that my theory is that that skull belongs to rao it was rao like yeah like it was a part yeah. of rao um kind of like uh i think we use the or term maybe, like yeah. like body or, of christ like if, yeah or maybe it was yeah like, yeah, like so the blood of christ of rao, or something was like, like that, thought yeah. to be the most purest or, uh, kryptonian okay so why kind of is thing, there so. like okay so is that how i mean they're are they based off of this person rao like they're civilization perfection comes from the idea that that one could be like rao so yeah 
So that's why all these people are like their DNA is stored on this. Yeah. They're pretty much so robots. they're basing their DNA off of this person. Yeah, they're yeah. they're using like the codex, or they use they're using like Rao's uh, like abilities to basically they they're manipulating that skull to clone themselves from now on, rather than right. natural birth. So, which is what Kal El was. Yeah. Which is also why he's so different and yeah and weird. Yeah. He's in different this, in the sense of them. Yeah. Kryptonians. He's, yeah. yeah, he's different because he's a natural born son. They take the whole codex and they put the whole thing in him. So now he's got like all the best like they make him like basically a perfect demigod person. Mm. And then they send him to a yellow sun, so now he has the physical power of a of a god. So he's like a one in a million shot. He's just kinda what? just like the he's perfect like Kryptonian. Jesus. <laughs> Which sounds it sounds like it sounds, it sounds crazy. crazy, yeah. But it's it's relatable to, to, to yeah. It and as we've been, no, I understand. He actually is much stronger and uh, more durable and everything, but than it's, of other Kryptonians, and that's been stated in books as well in the past. And um. there's like multiple factors that make him stronger than any other, like because any Kryptonian could go to Earth and have superpowers right which we see in the movie later on but it's all those that culmination of factors and also the fact that he's been on earth for 33 years that it's why he's so much stronger as superman than any other kryptonian that landed on earth just because he's used to the atmosphere yeah he's been on yeah he's been soaking up the sun's radiation for 33 years uh the codex is in him he was a natural born kryptonian and like and then also like all these be- stars kind of aligned for mm-hmm. this to happen. Yeah. Like and then also the parents that he gets. So Jonathan Kent and Martha Kent are just really good parents. Yeah. So they like basically raised him right. And with all that, all those factors, he becomes like the perfect person. He becomes mm-hmm. Superman. Yeah. So that's, um, that's basically my theory on, on all that. So, but yeah, I think, Rao is that 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 skull belonged to Rao when he was around. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know. Do they even mention that in the movie? Like Rao? No, or, this they is just kind of yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, but we know that Rao exists. Or we know Rao existed. We just don't know if that's really him. We don't know. Like it's kind of subtext yeah. for the movie. Yeah. The yeah. the codex. If you're like just watching it, you've never seen anything before. It probably blew you're right just past like, you. oh, it's a skull. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. Right. Like what? Uh, yeah, that looks cool. There's things coming off it. All right. And I yeah. think that's why um, it's one of the the pitfalls for this film is because mm-hmm. that never gets explained. Right. It's just a skull that you know goes into a kid, and it's like We're what? No one. No, no one's gonna explain. Later, like, yeah. Like yeah. I think it's gonna get really explained hard. later. But if you back. if you think about it in context of the whole movie, that bit is self serving. Because we they explain the fact that it's the codex. They don't yeah. explain the backstory. They just explain why they're using it in yeah. this moment. So I mean, it doesn't necessarily cause a huge no, like plot hole in the movie. But for people like us who actually want to know more about like the backstory and stuff like that, we're like, wait, hang on, yeah. you did that's a uh, hang on. What's, who's, what was what's that say what, on it? What was that? Pause it. Hey, hit hey, pause. Hit pause. <laughs> yeah. So that I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that bad of a, a plot hole. But I just think uh, it's weird that if you look up the research on the codex, there's not much of anything on it. 
and I think that's what's strange. So, like I said, I think in future films they're gonna like it's gonna like they're gonna really gonna dive into what happened because I think um, well, there's a Man, Man of Steel sequel on mm. the rise or in the works. So I feel like there is now. Uh, I haven't heard anything. Plan. It's but... it's in the kind of think tank phase right now. Because so I I know that the cinema the DC cinematic universe has kind of been like a a bowl of jello. It's just kind of been like <laughs> wiggling around and Somewhat. things are going in different places. I, I definitely and... think I think Suicide Squad was kind of just like it was a crowd like pleasure. throwing stuff on a wall and seeing what sticks. But I, I feel like Will Smith. I I feel like yeah. Batman v Superman had a lot of stuff that was set in motion by Man of Steel on purpose for Batman v Superman. Okay. So I feel like that one was thought out and I think Suicide Squad was just kind of let's uh put a square peg in a round hole and see what happens. Yeah. So Interesting. That's how I feel about that one. But anyway, so we, <laughs> let's uh go back. Uh once she's done threatening, uh General Zod exits the House of El Citadel. We see some more Feora standing around looking badass as fuck. Yeah. And um and then General Zod turns and orders a ship to uh, bring down Kal-El's ship. Um, we see some cool, I don't know. If you, once the ship, um, there's a, what is it called? Like a battle Kryptonian, what is that? Ship? The attack ship? The Kryptonian, Kryptonian attack, attack ship. ship. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool name, and right? You get to see like a flight <laughs> suit. I wrote down, wrote down cool Kryptonian flight suit. Yeah, so and we can see that. We get to see the uh, we see the the classic system. Snyder super zoom in while handheld. Oh, yeah, like yeah. you know. Yeah, a lot of the shots were. I think they wanted like yeah. the on the ground like yeah. handheld everything shot, kind of like a reporter. They like, wanted a documentary because we we technically kind of see this whole movie through Amy Adams' viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah. she she basically learns everything that we learn throughout Absolutely. the movie. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people said like you could see this movie like on earth like it's an uh, it's a lowest lane like yeah. as a protagonist like hunting down an alien yeah i could see that um so yeah we do get a cool shot of the attack ship headed for kal-el ship mm-hmm. you get to see the cool like the attack ship has like three like a rotating uh tri- like tripod gun yeah and it switches over to more of i guess like a, a sniper or like a long distance like Beam anti-air rifle yeah. or something um and then you see a cool like the the console that he uses is made out of the liquid geo material that we've been talking about so it's, it's just like it's just yeah. like mm-hmm. liquid rock that's suspended by magnetic properties and you could see this it it like emulates the shape shape of the ship it has like this target like reticule on it yeah and there's some kryptonian text that i tried to decipher but i couldn't because I looked up the alphabet and everything, and I couldn't figure out. So I don't know if it's jargon or maybe it's like. I wouldn't think it's jargon. I feel yeah. like someone can figure it out. It was like it's six letters, and then it's five letters. And he, the guy, is saying that target is locked, and I, I don't know if that is what's written on there. Um, but if anyone wants to take the time and figure that out for us and let us know, hey. Please do that. <laughs> well, like the his face mask, like the pilot yeah. helmet. Yeah, where it's kind of like sheen, yeah. like tile thing. Yeah, it's I, covering I, his face, but it's like, um, it's like Prometheus style. It's like contoured. Kind of it's, yeah. yeah. See, I get like I, I wrote down that I get a very Dune 
vibe oh, from yeah, this definitely, movie, definitely. especially yeah. with the like just the general art direction for it. Uh, like, I don't know, I don't know if you guys have ever read or watched the movie oh, Dune. Yeah. It's kind of about no, Mark. Well, no. it's about this family who's being taken over by another family for this planet, which has spice, which is basically like money to them because everyone's addicted to spice. And just the concept of like these costumes and these jets and like these crazy outlandish spaceships and it's like a big. Did you ever read uh, Wonder Woman, New Fifty Two Wonder Woman with I think is mm-hmm. it uh, Brian Azzarello who yeah. wrote it, where it's like she's the first mafia family, like her family is the first mafia. I don't know if you guys ever read that. The it was for New, Wonder Woman, yeah, New Wonder 52? Woman, New Fifty Two, like. Her, her. It was race like her, her backstory on her family. I didn't keep up with it, but I just remember. I, I, I don't know if we're talking about the right Wonder Woman. I didn't, I didn't read it. Well, that's kind I of, have all of them. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of in that vein, but that's the. I don't vibe. remember the mafia bit. I got really heavy vibes from just that era, like Dune in general. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It was very, it was I very think, neat I, I and fascinating to me. Um. That he that it's like you said terrorist, but I assumed that it w- he just became radical over time. I'm talking about General Zod now. Yeah, no, we okay. Both Jor-El and General Zod are just kind of flying off the rails. They're like both doing really um, radical. They're making really radical choices. But the way Michael Shannon portrays Zod, like I don't feel like Zod wanted to be a bad person necessarily. He just had good intentions, but he had an awful way of going about it. See, I feel the opposite. You feel like he's... Well, if you notice, he only blinks like three times in the whole movie. (laughs) That's not a joke. Yeah, no. He only blinks like three times. Even when there's a light being shown like into his eyes, he's like still, still so persistent on this idea that he doesn't blink, which is like a trademark sign of being a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, I got this, uh, I got, I got starred zod's look right there yeah th- i did too i wrote the same so thing like it's like right right at that right at that moment and then we have he has a couple more of them too uh in these next few minutes but but you're right yeah i mean he's he's a crazy person i think and, yeah um, i'm pretty sure they're, he's they're both crazy in their own way but zod definitely sounds like a crazy person he also in the next minute he sounds even more insane yeah I mean, we'll, we'll get to that but um i also have one question before yeah. i move on all this stuff like the end of krypton does this all happen in like three hours no it's it's a few days like the meeting yeah and then zod like storming the council and then all that happened it feels like it happens over the course of like 15 minutes it does Mm -hmm. yeah uh, it it does it's kind of a bummer but um it's it's like you got to kind of realize it because like she gives birth and it's not like right after she she gives birth he's like that's what it I feels gotta go. yeah <laughs> it does like, feel like put that. him in the shopping cart but and like that's kind of like you gotta I think you gotta look beyond uh, being a little bit more realistic in the sense of a child being born I, I guess. think I think the only clues that let us know that this is not all happening in like the same twenty set of twenty four hours is the fact that there's costume changes going on. Yeah. But you don't notice it really because it happens all like the whole Krypton thing is 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and so as soon as Kal-El is born, Jor-El is at the Kryptonian law council in like 
um, a different robe, a robe, yeah. but with like battle armor. And then later on, he's just in a robe. And then later on, he's back in battle armor. And then with Lara Lorvan, she's, um, she's got like, the same outfit basically until we see her later mm. at the law council. And then yeah. she's in a different outfit. And it's supposed to like kind of, that's the only proof that we have to say like, okay, it's not, the, it's not like they didn't immediately just like, all right, everyone head over to the law council right now. We're yeah. just going to sentence them immediately. Yeah. Like it's a part of the, like it happens. And yeah, society. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. it's just like a, got it. Like a thing. But, um, Yep. Also, if it happened in the same twenty four hours, the baby would still be covered in spaghetti sauce. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, we talked it's about been... that. It'd be all goopy. Yeah, fresh meatballs. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess Jorel would have had Jorel might have been still covered in baby goo from uh, diving down in those uh, yeah, genetic true. pools. But then he got into the armor suit. So <laughs> does, does the fog that he walked through is that like a is that a shower? Yeah, is that, that him getting out of the shower yeah. <laughs> in the previous minute? That's hilarious. I like to think about that. Yeah, he's a crazy scientist. He probably made some crazy shower that cleaned him like hyper fast. I had this baby goo on me, uh, but I already put my armor on. Oh, uh, the oh, shower with the steam. <laughs> steam. Where's my anti spaghetti sauce? Hang on, let me just make a steam setting real it's quick. It's like a boop, 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 boop. walk it. walk through dry cleaner. Yeah, just all right. Absolutely. We're good. Um, so yeah, we do see Zod. I think, um, so the, what are they called again? What is, uh, the Kryptonian guards? What did you call them? The Warrior Guild? Warrior Guild. There you go. So they, they swoop in, right? Oh yeah. That's like their military. So they swoop in, they got the spotlights on the sort of route. Zod is staring up and it's a nice, it's a nice shot of his expression and, you know, I, I'm assuming he's still staring at where Kal-El's ship would be before it jettisoned out of probably studying, the stratosphere. Yeah, studying like the position or something. Because shit going on the well. whole coup was to get the codex, and then that would be the the. All right, nobody fuck with me because I have the codex. Yeah, but he doesn't have that because it got away from him. So now it's a failure, because he knew that they would be overwhelmed by the Warrior Guild. But as long really as he quickly, probably, yeah, because that's all it was. But it's like if he had just got the codex, he would have won because no one could fuck with him. Like yeah. no one could touch him. He's like, I got the codex. I'm the old, yeah. ultimate patriot. Yeah, I got the bar- that, like, I got the bargaining. Krypton chip. doesn't survive without what I have right now. Yeah. So, but I think his point, along with Kal-El's, was like Krypton wasn't going to survive unless they did that. Anyways, I think that. They agreed, but yeah, they did. Jorel and Enzod both agreed on on that aspect. Yeah, but they Zod knew wanted to do it by you know force and weeding out any degenerate bloodline is what he said. And I think no one on Krypton knows that Krypton's about to explode except Jorel, and the only two people to listen to him are General Zod and Lara Lorvan. Yeah, and why is that? Because he's a military scientist, and so it's like it's like. Neil deGrasse Tyson telling you that the world's about to explode. And she's like but at a, the same time, yeah. everyone just wants to listen to our Congress who's like, oh, the government you know what? Uh, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. you're just a scientist. You're, it's like people who discredit Bill Nye because he's Bill Nye, a science guy. Yeah, a kid show. People are like, oh, right. you're just a kid's, like a child TV show actor. Like, you don't know anything about global warming. And you're like, like mm, one of the smartest right. people on the planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's one of those <laughs> yeah, things. Exactly. So, so no one and, and Laura's a, and she's a a scholar. So she, I mean, she's really oh really open to books yeah. and learning. Which I I I was curious about why she was at the council meeting. Was she's, it? Um, she's 
uh, also she's a high status bloodline so she's very she's a noble class kryptonian um she's also like like a scholar yeah and he's also on trial for uh the death of jor-el too oh yeah that too you know family and, and whatnot but but yeah like those are the only two that believe him and also i have in like the next minute as well the two of them are the only ones out of the entire movie that say Jorel was right. Yeah, because no one They're else. The only t- like that that line is uttered a, like a few times in these next few minutes to come in. I think like, um, they're the only two that say it, and uh, we'll get to. Yeah, yeah I don't want we'll to go too those, far, but, uh, but there's another part in. But it's true. These... the only two that believe him, so everybody else thinks they're just crazy people, hmm. and they. Uh, yeah, there's I mean, another part where Laura Levan says Jorel was right, yeah. and we'll we'll get to that part because that's a pretty. Epic we had a good moment laugh of like realizing that Jorel is actually like some sort of Frankenstein, Kryptonian Frankenstein because yeah. everything he does is crazy science and it's that's actually kind of cool. It makes yeah. it actually like, makes it a yeah. little more rich it's, in my opinion. It's, yeah, it's, it was pretty good. Um, so let's see. So after they're pretty much captured, we go back to the Kryptonian Law Council. We get a nice shot of uh, Candor, and we get to see some more Kryptonian. Uh, hammerhead ships out circling the law council we get to see um i don't know what it's exactly called but i've always called it like the world engine because that's what it is that is the black zero that's what the ship is called the ship and that actually has a lot of uh detail and story into it if you want to go into it do we see that in any superman comic books or is it just in man of steel no the black zero is is kind of different throughout the years um i think more recently they were a radical terrorist group on candor um that were involved in the destruction of it i think that's what happened most recently in like recent like superman rebirth or are we talking uh, like i think it was like after infinite crisis which is still considered continuity mm-hmm. should be yeah um but yeah the, the but that ship is uh is called the black zero um it later we, we get to see it later on in the film um the, the, world, like... the world engine is actually a separate item but um it the black zero was actually originally a prison well and, uh, because it was built by jor-el in man of steel doesn't that ship split into two and it yeah. goes into two yeah. so the bottom part becomes a world engine and then the, well yeah they pick the, we'll get yeah well that's that's later on they they pick up the world engine when they're oh when they're oh yeah 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 the, when okay yeah, yeah i remember now they pick like it up giant it, it's a prison it was originally a prison that they would cast into space but after jor-el uh made the phantom zone and uh, he was like well we got to keep people in the phantom zone somehow so we'll create the phantom zone in the space how do mm-hmm. we get to space make a ship hmm. what do we make the ship into make it a prison but they haven't used that prison for centuries. See, this is a story is the, that I wish that yeah. was like. Yeah, I see, like watching it, you're gonna be like, oh shit. Yeah, I mean, it makes it better. But yeah. like, if you like, I watched it last night, and I was like, I mean, it's pretty. Yeah. The ship design is amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And just like l- the literal shots and compositing of being inside of the ship, it's yeah. fucking great. Like I, I love it. But like, it makes it so much better to hear. That that's a prison that they yeah, were in. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. Jor-El made it, and um, they it mentioned was... the fact that Jor-El makes it, and yeah. that like they were imprisoned there, but it's not, yeah. it doesn't have that much. Impact. It doesn't really tell you, but um, but yeah, they haven't been using it for like centuries, and and since Zod trying to take over the entire planet was like this major fucking crime. They were like, uh, I guess treason. the only uh, reason to to deal with them is to bring out that prison ship and send them in the Phantom Zone. Yeah. They're like, up, oh, all right. 
because they've never dealt with something like that before, right? Not they're in they're considered many, like many, a many, really many high class society. Yeah, like people I guess don't the last really. Time they would have well, no, because because uh, they don't Dev M was they was don't because they don't send just anyone yeah, into no, the Phantom yeah. Zone. There, De- it's Dev not M like um, to a scout ship. It was like go work, go go. It wasn't there was no somatic reconditioning. Yeah, but it's it not like okay. Work. So let's say I um, evade my taxes. You know, and I get into trouble. Like they don't just send you to the Phantom Zone. Like that's prison. You know, right? No. Yeah, or like, what if you kill someone? But if Krypton. I if I just kill someone, I, I feel like their crime is much more punishable that they get sent in the Phantom Zone. But absolutely, let's like, say if I if they I commit a lot of people. if I commit a, a lo- murder, all the ships exploding. Think how many crew members were on those ships and stuff. Like if some guy out in the streets killed some other one, so it's just like civilian on civilian like yeah. crime. Do they, they don't just send just the one guy out in the Phantom Zone, right? Don't no. they just have like on planet prison? It uh. They well, what we know from this universe that Devem was a radical guy in the military that decided to go rogue, and they sentenced him to the scout ship. Yeah, uh, from the prequels. I'm and, just uh, saying, uh, what do they we, do with just a know. normal? That's well, that's that's crime. the only one law-breaking citizen that we know from this universe. Yeah, but why I wouldn't guess they... in, in general, probably in Candor, they probably have some Candorian prison. Maybe they hold people until they have enough people to put on a ship. Yeah, that well, I wonder, if, <laughs> I wonder if, if 300 cycles of somatic reconditioning, um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later, but the the amount of cycles, like 300 cycles, that's probably... Yeah, I want 300 to, years? That's, yeah, 300 yeah, years, I want unless it, a, if a year is one rotation around their giant-ass sun. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, let's split it up. Like, we'll talk about, w- like, what is a cycle? And then the next minute, we'll, like, just to split things up, we'll talk okay. about what does, okay. like, semantic reconditioning mean? But a cycle, I I don't think that's a year. I think it's probably longer. Yeah, I think it's longer. So judging agree. by yeah. the, the the size of the sun and, and of Krypton itself, uh, I think it would take... It's similar to earth size though right the or is sun, it bigger it's bigger i think the, the, no, no no i think the planet is the same size yeah the planet earth and krypton they're similar in size probably right? well it's yeah but it's probably i mean decay and stuff so it might be maybe maybe mining it maybe it might have made it sh- smaller the maybe, planet maybe, yeah size. maybe that's why it's all rocky because they just mine everything like even the top layer of what they had all the grass and, yeah and, and i mean i'm assuming soil. i think so maybe they've shaved it down by century 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 and it's like shrunken already i think the liquid either way the sun is massive and if it rotates it goes around the sun i don't that's yeah every time we see the sun day. in this film it's massive it's bigger than you know if we look at the sun like in this film it is huge it's like almost yeah. like Every it's so is, close it's, it's to always, Krypton. It's, 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 you can never yeah. actually see the whole sun. Yeah, you can never sky. see the whole sun. Yeah. Um, it's like... So a cycle is just... It's got to be just maybe 10 years at a time. Well, no, you got to think about well, the gravitational pull of that size of a star would be... If you're that close, it's much more... It's much greater. So maybe it's less? Maybe so, a cycle is less than a year? But, I mean, mm. also it could be the same distance, but the star could just be that much larger. And the gravitational pull is, I mean, it's farther away. True. Well, it is an older star because it is a red sun versus a yellow sun. This is probably like super 
super thinking into this. There's probably somewhere where it says, man, it's just equivalent to a year. <laughs> we just need to get a, we'll get a, instead of, we did a, we did a comic book guest, we do a film guest, and then we got to get a science guest. Yeah. All right. And then we need him to explain sons to us. Oh, um, maybe explain we about ask, having a son. Uh, Spielberg at lunch if he can get us. Oh, yeah. Well, it's brunch. With. We don't oh, have lunch sorry. with him. Oh, not that good. <laughs> Mimosas, man. Maybe he can talk to Bill Nye for us. Ask Steven Spielberg about the E.T. ride at or Universal. Do <laughs> you know Bill Nye? <laughs> yeah, just or just get some uh, E.T. scientist, Green Planet scientist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, so so either way, um, people just don't they just don't send anybody to the Phantom Zone. Well, and, and as and as well as 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 for as three hundred cycles. Well, back to cycles. Really time. Whether it's a year less or. Uh, more than our year that's still a really fucking long time yeah <laughs> it's, it's still 300 yeah. yeah yeah it's still 300 is that a reference to 300 probably i wouldn't be surprised We're all, we all believe in because uh, there's magic. references to Watchmen and that movie oh superman, my god all yeah. over the place it's like a Watchmen superman movie <sighs> there's like the exact same shots Man. of like kal-el like just walking and like super wide angle shots of like him out on the well, farm, and, and I'm like, like, oh my god, this is Watchmen. The Batman warehouse scene, and then when you see um, in Watchmen when Night Owl and Silk Spectre are in the prison, and they're like just beating yeah. up dudes. Yeah. yeah, same thing. Yeah, which is why when I saw that scene in Watchmen, I was like, okay, I can see Zack Snyder doing a Batman. It looks good, and if you want to go yeah, it really into great. it, if it's parallel universe, uh, they could probably be happening at possible. the same time. It's true. It's true. So. Um. Other than that, I do have just some some quick notes on Laura M, who we see, which is the new high eminence of the law council. Oh, yeah. The one sentencing them to 300 years of whatever. That's the dude, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, played by Julian Richings. There's really no there's no story on Laura M, the character itself. But Julian Richings, um, he has a lot of roles either doing like this kind of high noble role. I think he does it for an Assassin's Creed game. And then, other than that, he's in a lot of horror films, um, most notably Cube, Wrong Turn, and The Witch. So he just this creepy old man, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Cube, Cube was crazy oh, too. Was All like, the Cube people is, in, in Cube the is, Cube is, uh, I think, that's a rough film to that's, watch. That's the one where there's like eight different people or like five different people, and they're they just wake inside up of in a cube, cube, and, and they, they have to find their way out. Yep. Yeah, fuck that movie. Yeah, it's no, a, Wrong Turn too. I can't watch that. No, film. Wrong Turn messed me up when I was a kid, man. We used I don't to go remember that one that well. Yeah, and I, I like to. Um, whenever I travel, I, I'd rather drive than fly. And Wrong Turn is like one of those films where I'm like, as soon as I see a detour sign, I'm like, Nah, you're I'm just done. you're just I'm trying to, you're just trying to kill me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not doing there's that. A, there's a there's a Star Wars there's a Clone Wars episode where they go into a, and it's all the bounty hunters. Racco Hardeen. Oh yeah, they put him in the queue. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. The reference probably. That's the one where Obi Wan Kenobi's. Uh, double, we're right? not gonna get into right, that. Here we go. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's it. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and. Uh, you guys got any other notes for this minute? Um, I don't know. The Black Zero. I think yeah, we get to see more of that later on in i think minute 18 uh, i think that this is our first introduction just to seeing just like the first part of seeing how fucking crazy general zod is acting oh, outside dude. of the fight with yeah no, him and Kalo. yeah absolutely because he's just uh, like so focused yeah and this is the first really minute good... that we like see that in action aside from stabbing yeah people. yeah he's uh, so angry because of right right now 
um his plan has failed it's it's stalled like yeah, yeah so I, yeah it's, it's stalled that's, that's, that's true and he's fine. so yeah, he's, he's just like it's he's seething at this point he's, he's just, understanding like oh no i just have to go through this and then i'm gonna get on my way like because every moment that they keep him like chained up and hold off cal l is reaching earth with the codex well yeah. see i don't know if he's he if he's thinking that because he at the end of this minute he's caught and mm-hmm. he's probably gonna realize he's probably realized that they're gonna send him to the phantom zone so oh he yeah probably he thinks that he's done for he's over yeah and that's like a big like that's the phantom a big zone is a big deal yeah like okay. that just yeah because they don't know that purgatory. they're gonna get out later yeah, yeah. basically like mental pur- purgatory it's, it's, it's purgatory yeah so i mean you're just you're just there um yeah i mean i just whew, we'll get I, I i got some more notes on the black zero that i'll probably fill in like later on when we get to see it yeah so. but yeah i think that's all i have for this, this that's story. all i have for this minute too. is that what you got yeah. all right all righty guys we're gonna go ahead and wrap, wrap up this minute and then we'll catch you guys on the next one don't forget to subscribe and rate us on itunes and google play and all that jazz um you can follow us on all social media at dceu minute on um, i think all our social media yeah yeah I mean, yeah. yeah pretty all cool all righty well okay cool we'll catch you guys on the next one here on dc cinematic minute